This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. The person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation, but the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. You broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Mr. Floyd died from positional asphyxia, which is a fancy way of saying he died because he had no oxygen left. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. matters. Transforming Transforming truth truth to power, one broadcast broadcast at a time. And now, Janice Graham.
And good evening, and thank you for joining us here in the Black Truth Sanctuary. I'm Janice Graham, and so glad to have you with us and have you on board, because tonight we're asking the question, where do you stand? Had a good uh, week off last week. Um, enjoyed um, a house full of family. After nearly two years, I was reunited with my daughter and her family. Everybody was in the house, and it was a good feeling. I hope that you were able to um, uh, have a good week. It's very hard to have a good week in America um, in these times, and We're going to be talking about tonight what we do, when we stand, what is it that we are required to do, what is the goal, what is the mission. Uh, As always, um, we mention that the United States is not free of its Pandemic. It is still at a pandemic level with the SARS coronavirus 19 coronavirus, COVID 19. And we are so very, very happy uh, that there are people who are out there, the experts, the scientists who are saying we're coming from under. But we're not necessarily out of it. Uh, As one who has been fully vaccinated for nearly five weeks now, I continue to wear a mask despite the CDC guidance that was issued. And keep in mind, the CDC didn't uh, issue a mandate. It didn't issue, the, the government has not issued an order or a law that you must take off your mask. And because there are people who are not honoring our need to protect each other, um, I simply continue to wear my mask when I am inside the supermarket or go inside to pay for my gas, uh, all of those things. But as always, as we begin this broadcast tonight, I want to remind you that in the month of April 2021, 292 Americans or people living in the United States were shot and killed by police. I want to underscore that with the idea that our president has not commented, advocated for any specific kind of police reform. It is a place that we must stand, and I hope that you will. I hope you'll stay with us uh, until midnight. We're going to do a, a special um, right after our close 
because I am a fan of Private Dancer and uh, Nina Turner has finally made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we will be saluting and private dancing at the end of this program tonight. Also, if you would like to join us in our chat room, you can come to blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG. And we see that Alpha's in the house, hard workers in the house. Hey, Michelle, I'm sorry I missed the book thing. I have been trying to recuperate from having all those people um, going to the beach and sunbathing and doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but I am reading the chapters. I am reading the chapters um, um, from the reading and conversation group. That's headed by L. Michelle Odom. Um, so I, I'm thinking that one of the things that we have got to get our minds around is how we move forward. It seems as though we had rallied around our concerns and our anxiety around the Derek Chauvin trial. It is over. It seems as though he is going to be facing additional charges very similar to the charges that he faced um, regarding the murder, the killing, Murder is a very specific definition in law. The killing of George Floyd, even though in our hearts, in our minds, in our spirits, we know that he murdered him. Um, and in June, we will be seeing the uh, the other four officers who aided and abetted, who fail to stop a killing, as was their duty as police officers, will be on trial. And uh, we will watch and see. Uh, There are a couple of things that we're going to do tonight. Um, I'm waiting for our guests Um, who is Malik Ali, the founder of Justice, Wealth, and Health, and we will talk about that organization. What I'm trying to do is identify what people are doing across the country in regard to the myriad, the multifaceted crisis that we face as black people in this country. And one of them is how we are dealing with voter suppression, continued issues of incarceration, whether it is around health, whether it it is around um, many things. So um, my, my chat room just went out, and I'm trying to connect it again. Folks, don't get nervous. 
chat room just went out. It's one of those things. It's trying to connect, and the little wheel is going around and around and around and around. Um, and I think I've had... I think I have had a network outage. Nobody go anywhere. Sit tight. We're still on the air. Hi, I lost my connection. I'm trying to come back on. All right. So are you uh, are you Malik? It's me. That's me. How are you? Okay, you gave me a different number. That's why I hadn't brought you on. Just sit tight. Just sit tight. Okay.
Hello. Hi. Hold on. I'm trying. I I've actually lost my internet connection. Oh wow. Yeah. Just sit tight. Sit tight. Don't do anything. Just sit. Okay, let's see. Can you hear me right now? Alpha, let me know from chat room. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh I apologize for the technical difficulties that we just had. Uh, Why don't we start this mother over and see if we can't um, do better. Okay, here we go. This is Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. The person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation, but the person who fixes the situation is killing us. So the social contract is broken. You broke the contract. When you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck. You broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth. You broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in Tulsa and you dropped bombs on us. When we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Mr. Floyd died from positional asphyxia, which is a fancy way of saying he died because he had no oxygen left. And you've been sitting much too long. 
Common Ground with Janice Graham. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our Common Ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Talk, talk, that matters. Transforming truth, truth to power. One broadcast at a time. And now, Janice Graham. And thank you for your patience in pushing through our technical difficulties and our guests. We lost our guests. Hey, Malik, you got to call back in. I got to call you again? Yes, because you're not on my board. You're not on, on the board. So you want me to call the 347 number? Yep, 347. Okay, all right. Thank you, sir. Okay, it's all it was all falling apart, but now we got it all back together. And tonight, specifically, uh, for those of you who have joined us during this technical glitch, I essentially lost my Internet connection. It just went out. Uh, welcome, and uh, tonight our guest is Malik Ali, the founder of the Justice, Wealth, and Health Organization in Fort Mill, South Carolina. And he is joining us, uh, and essentially our overarching question, focus tonight is going to be, when we stand, looking at the intersection of black justice, wealth, and health, and this is going to lead us into uh, 
trying to target organizations across the country that are actually taking stands in their local organizations. Brother Malik, thank you so very much for joining us tonight, and welcome to Our Common Ground. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, Let's talk first about your organization and what you capture in, in, in actually the name of the organization, which is Justice, Wealth, and Health. What do you do? Um, well, Justice, Wealth, and Health is just what it says it is. Um, um, justice, of course, uh, we deal with a lot of injustices, uh, police brutality, wrongful deaths, um, you name it. Um, and with the wealth, we deal with the disparity um, between um, Caucasians and African Americans, um, with it being such a huge wealth gap that's been that way for centuries now. And the health aspect of it really came about um, when the pandemic um, hit um, last year um, because we were dying at a very, very high rate. And a lot of that comes from us having, you know, underlying health conditions. And a lot of that comes from, um, you know, not being able to have, you know, health care insurance to be able to. Um, and, and we just weren't being um, um, told um, from the government that, you know, we needed to, you know, build our immune system. Um, you know, the mask and the, and, the, and the social distancing is all well and good. Um, and the washing of your hands, all that's great. But as African Americans, we need to build our immune system um, as a way to fight it. That vitamin D is so important for African Americans. Now, when you engage, are you engaging in a regional way or are you engaging in a local way? You're located in Fort Mill, South Carolina, am I right? Correct. I'm right here. Um, uh-huh. I'm right on the line of South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, Fort Mill is right on the line. Um, uh-huh. But this is a national. This is a national uh, issue. This is not, uh, you know, a local South Carolina thing. This is national. You know, there's there's black folks everywhere. Um, so uh, yeah. we have issues all over the country. Mhm. So your efforts are are national. And how do you organize, how have you organized to work on these issues, and where are you doing it? Well, um, it's been a challenge. Um, Of course, you know, with me being, you know, a guy here in South Carolina, um, and we as a people, um, we have a, you know, we have a problem of trusting each other. And so my uphill battle has been to have people that look like me um, trust um, um, the movement, trust um, Mm -hmm. the process. Um, um, Of course, you know, social media, the the YouTube, the Instagram, you know, that whole thing works. Um, But what our overall goal is to be able to go in every city and every state across the country uh, talking about, 1619, talking about um, police brutality, talking about the laws for each state, because 
In every state, the laws are different. And so if we hear the news on CNN or Fox or somewhere talking about a situation, um, and, and we may get confused because that issue happened in that state, but that law may be different in your state. So it's not the same all the way across the country. So um, we need to be educated more on the laws in each state. We need to be educated more of our history, um, starting back, you know, 1619. Um, and there's a major push right now to stop us from getting that history. Um, I think California is one of the first states that's trying really hard um, to be able to bring that to the, you know, the curriculum. Um, and, there, and there's a major pushback on that. And so um, definitely national uh, because I can't um, just focus on South Carolina because the numbers you gave out, I think it was 292 since April uh, for African-Americans um, being killed. And it's not going to get any better until we actually come together. we got to first come together. We can't do any kind of movement or any kind of um, – major, uh, you know, marches are good, but we, we got to really come together and, and believe in ourselves and believe in each other before we can actually really make a difference. So how is your organization, when when you say, uh, when, what's your outreach looking like from South Carolina across the country? Are you tapping into other organizations who are doing the same work? When you say we have to teach our history and learn to trust each other. What what does that outreach look like? Well, um, I used to I used to be with the National Action Network with uh, Reverend Sharpton, um, mm-hmm. and I haven't reached back out to that organization as of yet. Um, I started this organization in um, 2020, July of 2020, um, and I'm trying to get a feel of who's doing what, and just because someone looks like you does not actually mean that they're actually working for you or for the people. So, um, I'm, you know, even with the Black Lives Matter, you know, situation right now, you know, they came in back when Trayvon Martin's situation, made a great push, a great movement, and so now they've disbanded. So where are we with that? We just had the Derek Chauvin um conviction a few weeks ago, um, and a lot of the key players, you know, I didn't see them, you know, afterwards, you know, for the press conference. You know, I saw Reverend Sharpton. I saw Reverend Jackson. I saw uh, Mr. Mark Marial. But it's a lot of other players I didn't see, I didn't hear from. So before I, you know, try to attach um, justice, wealth, and health to someone, I need to make sure that we're on the same page. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you, you've indicated that one of the things, one of the outreach goals is to begin to ensure that our people understand the history that is undergirded by our current crises across the country. How do you plan on doing that? And and my point in, in trying to... Uh, have a have this discussion um, is to help people who are listening to this broadcast to understand that you can start just where you stand. 
Exactly. But to stand that that we're being called. I mean, I, I come out of the 60s and 70s, 80s, organizing and mobilizing. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things that is just so important is that you start to do something which addresses the needs of our people. You know, you notice I don't say community anymore because <laughs> uh, our communities is, is not as homogeneous as it once was. So I'm, yeah. I'm talking about our people. So when you start talking about using history as a buttress for mobilizing people on these issues, how do you plan on doing that? Well, um, of course, you know, finances play a part in everything we do. So I would love to be able to travel from, like I said, from city to city, state state to state, and then I would love to bring in those people like the Roland Martins, um, um, the Reverend Sharptons, um, those those that are older than me that um, may be more um, detailed, um, uh, the Michael Eric Dysons, those type people to be able to have these workshops so that we can, you know, break it down. I mean, like giving a baby milk. Um, and it has to be that simple because something happened along the way where, you know, the history, our history got pushed to the side and covered up and, you know, and people don't seem to, um, so, so many people don't want to hear it. You know, they don't want to talk about how this whole thing started because it's hard for you to fix something if you don't really know how it all started and why it started. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's about, it's about money. It's about power. It's about control. And so I want these people that that I hear, I listen to all the time, you know, like I said, the Michael Eric Dysons, the Roland Martins, uh, the Reverend Sharptons, the Mark Mariels. I listen to these people all the time, and they've been in the trenches way longer than me. So they know. But somebody, and I'm hoping and looking forward to it being myself, at least setting up the platform where I can bring these people in, invite the country in to hear them because social media is great but if you don't click on it take a you know half a second to click on something that somebody has on facebook you don't get it we we as a people at this point where we are we need to be sitting in a room with somebody sitting in front of us breaking it down allowing you to ask questions and respond etc etc so that's we got to go back to the bread and the butter i mean it's just it it is what it is we got to go back to grassroots because this thing is getting out of control. We think, um, so many of us think we've arrived or we've reached that point. I listened to Tim Scott a couple of weeks ago, and this man had the nerve to say that there's no racism, you know, in America. And so I'm yeah, asking, but what America in your are own you state, People in your own state continue to, exactly. to vote for him. Exactly, exactly. So that comes the point where we, 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 you know, South Carolina will be a great state to start in because I'm here, and North Carolina and Georgia because I'm here. I'm close. I was going to suggest that because well, we all the same know, part thing. of the problem. The yeah, part of the problem um, is that um, I mean, it, it, one of the last things that we need 
is people replicating uh, and, and national organizations. I mean, there's so many national organizations, and, and in mm-hmm. my opinion, in my assessment, there are not mm-hmm. enough local organizations that are doing the work, that are helping educate people so that they learn how to stand. Right. You know, no, uh, for I, instance, I after 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 the um, murder, assassination of nine people in an in in an African American uh, AME church, mm-hmm. we still didn't have the kind of academies that we needed to help people be trained in community mobilization and organizing. All of the community mobilizing around that particular issue came from the outside. Where in South Carolina, and and I had this conversation with Willie Leggett a couple of months ago, who I absolutely admire, who I think is one of the um, organizing um, uh, masters who lives right in South Carolina. But but let me but but the most important part of what struck my attention about your organization Malik is that you and James Stevens who I know. Mhm. Uh, I I noticed that he is the uh an officer in your organization. Correct. Um that Somebody decided we have to do something. Right. You know, and we have to take a stand. And the issues are about justice. The issues about wealth equity. The issues are about health inequities and and everything that goes with why access to good to to health. Um, and medical care for black people have occurred. Right. And and when I say, and I'm talking about both physical health and mental health, because I tell you the last two years, the last six years have been an absolute traumatizing period for mm-hmm. black people in this country. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell, talk to us about how you came to saying, hey, I can't sit by any longer and not do something that I think will be of an uplift to my people. Well, it started, it, again, it started during the pandemic, um, um, I guess around March um, or April of last year, and I was looking in the mirror, and it just came to me. It says, hey, you know, hey, you need to do something because we can't wait on the government to do something for us. We need to create our own financial engine. Because at that time, you know, people were losing their jobs. They weren't sure about the unemployment, what you were going to get per week or how much you were going to get. And I said, we, as a people, need to create our own financial engine. Um, that's what started it. And so then I looked at the wealth side and the injustice side, the George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, the Ahmaud Arbery, all of those things started happening, or where we were getting knowledge of those things. Some of those had already happened, but we were just getting knowledge of those. 
of those things. And so I needed to do something. And my idea, I came up with that we were going to supply all of the elderly or the less fortunate that did not have health care or had underlying health conditions, we were going to supply them with vitamins, spray vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin C, echinacea, you name it. Um, and But we needed the communities, plural, to be able to help us financially to purchase this stuff, and we were going to give it to those people that are in need. Because so many people died because they didn't have vitamins. They didn't, they didn't know anything about vitamin D and C. They didn't know anything about that. And so it, 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 it's been a struggle. It's been a real struggle to, you know, to get these people um, to say, hey, look, let's, let's start helping each other. Mm-hmm. Even if it's however what small What people are you talking team. about? Are you talking about people in the community? I'm talking about people in the community. I'm talking about corporations. I'm talking about anybody out there, just like they came in the streets for the George Floyd march, the protest all over the country. It should have been just, it should have been that much of an uproar when we started to see our people dying at a very, very, very high rate. Just like you talked about the AME Church in Charleston. There should have been a massive uproar about that when it happened, but it wasn't. And like you said, the little bit of media that came from it came from outside. It didn't come from inside. You know, you didn't hear the, the, the you know, the Tim Scotts and, the, and, the, and you know, and the, the, the other uh, organizations in, in South Carolina really, I mean, it, I mean, it should have been blown up. I mean, huge, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, again, but see, my concern, my concern, mm-hmm. Malik, is that mm-hmm. the follow-up, after we're outraged, that mm-hmm. what do we do, what is our stand after the outrage? When we build organizations such as yours, how do we reach out and get people at the local level and in some places it has to be regional, at the regional level, to begin to work on legislative initiatives, referendum initiatives, training um, new characters in, on the political uh, mm-hmm. platform. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we utilize? I mean, how do we utilize the resources that? Other organizations have available, you know. I mean, there should have been academies that were your your history idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm an idea person, and the minute you you present something an issue in front of me, the first thing I'm doing is starting to think through how do we do this, how do we resolve this, how do we address this. And with all of the colleges and universities in South Carolina, no one thought to begin to have a training academy for young people, college students, high school students, to teach them how to organize and work in their own communities on specific issues. How to change, for instance, the local political landscape, how to Mm -hmm. bring issues of accountability, 
I mean, one of the biggest problems in, in South Carolina is I see it, and I do a lot of talking with people about various states, is uh, the gerrymandering that goes mm-hmm. on in regard to con- congressional districts. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the reasons that Lindsey Graham has been able to hold on in South Carolina and has had no real challenge by black people about what he does is because he's gerrymandered. Right. And that's all over the country. So right. um, to to get back to uh I, I I saw on your on your web page on your web page that you also have a legal uh defense assistance fund. How does that work? Well, um, as you saw on the site, we, we we ask for donations from 10 to 20 to $30, I think it is. Um, and depending on someone's situation, um, we try to go out and recruit um, attorneys, um, civil and or criminal, that will help with a certain situation. Um, first, of course, you're going to try pro bono. And that's not, you know, with civil, you stand a better chance with, you know, because they normally don't get paid until, you know, after you win. Um, but for criminal, a lot of times you, it's hard to get a, an attorney um, to put their time and, and, and effort into a case and not get paid up front. So that's, that funding is to help um, that family, whomever it may be, to help pay the fees for that attorney. Um, um, pertaining to that case, so that's that's where that legal fund go. And and again, it's 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 always you know it's a challenge. It's a challenge to ask somebody to come do some work for free. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to do it. Go ahead. Has your organization developed a, a relationship with the Innocence Project? I, I haven't yet. No, no, I haven't yet. They're they're mm-hmm. on my list. Um, um, and the only thing with the Innocence Project is they're so overwhelmed. Um, I've talked to them years ago, and, you know, I don't know if things have changed now, but they're just so inundated with cases um, that it's, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's tough to get a, you know, a conversation mm-hmm. with them because they yeah. really don't have yeah. the capacity to bring anything else on. Mm-hmm. In good community uh, organizing, Sometimes you 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 look at large um, you look at a large pro, pro, problem, uh, multifaceted, right. and if and you look at capacity. And if an organization doesn't have, and I'm I'm really talking to my listeners here, if an organization doesn't have the capacity to deal with criminal issues, then Locally, you can start thinking about civil issues. Mm-hmm. Many of the local jurisdictions have civil laws mm-hmm. which are economically burdensome, absolutely oppressive to poor and black people. Right. Um, speeding tickets, jaywalking tickets, mm-hmm. um, licensing um, violations, uh, insurance violations, all of those things. And one of the ways in which municipalities 
feed their revenue is through those kind of violations, bail, bail bondsmen. And, and right. I mean, those are issues that are at a local level in terms of legislative and policy issues are, have a uh, – uh, that organizations, uh, small organizations have the capacity, writing letters to the, the editors of the local newspaper, meeting with city council members, um, putting together a local attorney bank like you have done – with um, justice, wealth, and and health, um, but you you have to scale according mm-hmm. to the capacity of the organization. Right. So m- maybe you can't deal with the number of people in state prison in your na- in your neighborhood, but maybe you can deal with the number of people who are having to pay bail for inconsequential uh, violations that have no threat to the public are, 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 are you know, are um, violations that pose no threat to other people. Um, and, and, I, and, and, and I'm bringing this up, Malik, because one of the things that is happening is everybody's trying to work on the big things, and it's the little things that are mm-hmm. swallowing up our people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. property taxes. Sure. Property taxes. Most cities, if you don't pay your property tax within two years, then you start getting uh, foreclosure notices and property property notices, and it becomes problematic for poor people. How can we change that for them? Because the whole idea of having an organization really is to serve people and their problems. Right. You know, one of the things that uh, is, a, is an old concept but it's not happening in a lot of places where it needs to be happening is the idea of a drug, a Saturday drug court for people under the age 25. And nobody's doing that. Nobody's uh, working with their local uh, city council, county commission, to ensure that the judicial system is less oppressive to black people. Well, I think a lot of it, too... um I, I think a lot of it too, and, and and some people listening may not want to hear this, but a lot of it, and I tell my buddy all the time, a lot of it's fear. Um, um, Reverend Sharpton always used to say, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. We've heard that term for years, um, but we've seen, you know, over the years where someone comes out and they're very voiceful or or, or out front or quote-unquote, leading the people, and something happens, you know, something mm-hmm. happens, um, and then they kind of fall off or they step back or any, anything. And that's why I didn't um, want to be nonprofit. Um, and I did that on purpose um, because I didn't want anyone to try to control me um, um, with money. Or oh, we gave you $500,000, so you can't talk about this, 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 and this. 
I don't want to be that guy. Um, I want to be where I can say what I need to say, say it when I want to say it, and say it how I want to say it. So because we we have to it, – it's, I mean, it's going to be tough to, to, to deal with that fear because it's been embedded in us for years. Um, and every chance, every time, like right now, um, I did a little talk on, on the site or somewhere I did it and I talked about now the blue wall has been cracked talking about the officers that testified against Chauvin. So that's some daylight. That's that's something that we, we've never seen, I haven't seen in my lifetime. So it's Well it's, it, it it might have been it might have been broken in the case of George uh Floyd and Derek Chauvin because it was on video. But it exactly. hasn't been broken no, exactly. anywhere else. Exactly. You know? So so let me okay. Being that we're there, I, I want to commend everyone that has, you know, the capacity to whip out their phone. You know, I want you to stay safe. Don't get too close because you don't want to want them to say you were too close and you were impeding anything. But film it. I mean, because right now that's all we have. Um, you know, versus our word against theirs, and nine yeah. times out of ten, our, our word loses. So the uh-huh. footage of what's happening, because if we don't get the footage of what happened to George Floyd, nothing happens in that case. You know, in some cases you get the footage and still nothing happens. You know, the Philando Castillo's, you know, the Sandra Bland's, you know, uh, the Breonna Taylor's. I can go on, um, you know, and, and you know, the Andre Hill, you know, see where in Columbus, Ohio, they gave his family $10 million. But what is $10 million? When they've lost this man, this man is gone. He, he can't return. Well, and the other thing that people need to understand, which is why I think I, I'd like to call them liberation academies, that people need to understand is that the city loses no money when they pay $10 million out. That's an insurance company that's paying it. That's a bond company yeah. that's paying out that $10 million. So right. the city is not getting hurt. And, 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 you know, at the local level, what we need to be looking at is why is a city manager, a police chief, and a mayor or a city council or whatever, why are they allowing police officers to cause, to behave in a way that causes their insurance premium? to be mm-hmm. millions. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how that works. You know, in most places, like in the federal government, uh, if you're an employee and you're an employee that makes important decisions, you are bonded. Right. And if you cause the federal government, if you act in a way, make bad decisions, and act in a way, behave in a way that causes that bond to have to be paid out, you lose your job. Right. And that should be true for police um, superintendents and police uh, chiefs and sheriffs, the whole nine yards. But we only have a few more minutes, Malik. But what, what one of the things I, I, I do want you to talk about is how you recruit people to work with you on these issues. Well, I mean, of course, we know word of mouth um, is, is 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 the best way. 
Um, and of course, you know, everybody relies on social media now. Um, and that's why, you know, I push the website, I push, I push YouTube, I push the Instagram. Um, but I've had more luck with just being out. I'm, I'm a social body, so I'm out and about, and I'm talking to people, and I'm giving out my card, and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just a gentleman last night, he had no idea. I told him about your show and that I had to, you know, be a guest. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know you did that. And I said, yeah, but you know now. And so little things like that, and I think we just have to go back to the grassroots part where, you know, back in the days my grandfather, um, they would meet at, at these churches and have talks, to, you know, the men in the community um, more so back then. Um, but now, you know, it doesn't have to be a church. I really prefer it wasn't a church, just, just a, a local place where we can bring male and female in and talk about what's going on in our community and how do we change it, how do we attack it, you know, make it a village again because it used to be a village. But it's not a village anymore. Now it's almost like everybody's for themselves. And we can't win that way. We won't win that way. Um, so we, we have to um, continue to pull together in every way. It, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, if you see something getting ready to happen to somebody else, let them know. Inform them. Or if you've, if you've gotten blessed with something, um, share that information with the next person. Don't be selfish. Don't say, oh, I got mine. They got to get theirs how they get theirs. We, we need to learn how to look out for each other more so than yeah. what we do. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. we just we got to do it. I have a, a almost a 13-year-old daughter, so I don't want her to have to go through what I'm seeing right now because it's only going to get worse. You know, there, trust me, there's another Tim Scott out there. There's another Lindsey Graham out there. There's another Mitch McConnell out there, et cetera, et cetera, or Donald Trump. They out there. They are out there. They've been groomed and they've been taught, and that's what we have to do. You know, I wonder, you know, I wonder about Reverend Sharpton and, and, and Reverend Jackson. I wonder, have they groomed someone to come behind them? Because they're up in age now. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm curious. I don't talk to Rev like I used to, but I'm curious. Is there someone else um, um, coming behind them to to keep the you know keep the fire burning to keep it keep us on point? Um, hopefully, well, I'm um, I'm, okay. I'm sure that there are people in South Carolina who are asking the same thing. Who is going to come in, stand for us, intervene on all of the problems that we face day to day as a people? And one of the things, Malik Ali, I want to uh, commend you for deciding that you were going to, to, to do something. Right. And I hope right. that your organization will be very successful. And thank you thank for you. continuing to be behind me um, to, to, to join us at our common ground over – I mean, I think you've been email. I think you've been messaging me for about a year. <laughs> um, but um, I think that it's very important. And what we're trying to do, what I've been trying to do over the last couple of days, is really identify local organizations. And I've been doing organizing and mobilizing for many, many years. And the need is at the local level. I mean, right. Michael Eric Dyson, 
uh, can be found on YouTube. Uh, right. So many people who are 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 waiting for someone to stand in their community to stand against uh, local um, local officials, local uh, jurisdictional policies and the way the police operate, the way the government operates, the way the nonprofits operate, because, you know, there are nonprofits out there that need some oversight. They need community oversight because they're getting the money and they're not getting the job done. And that's another truth we have to. But, you know, at the same time, you have to measure your capacity. Right. And I, you know, um, I haven't talked to James Stevens in many years, um, and and I know that he understands the idea of outreach. And everybody's clamoring for national celebrityhood or whatever, their 15 minutes of fame, whatever. <laughs> and 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 the thing is to become known as a person who stands where you live because right. those people local people are being left out when these people on national TV and national organizations are talking about the people I have to ask the question what people are you talking about right so thank you so very much Malik uh, for yeah. joining us tonight and, and we wish you a, a lot of luck um, I'm going to tell my South Carolina people uh, about you. you and your organization you. and what you're trying to do. Um, right. You know, so we are grateful for your Thank stand you. because when we stand, when we stand and people know we are standing for them and when they come to the meeting or they come to the social media, they know this is a person who understands specifically the path I walk every day where I live. So thank you very much, and we hope you'll join us many times at Our Common Ground. Thank you. Uh, folks, the, the website is Justice wealth and health dot yes. net that's thank all you. you got to do thank you brother malik and we look thank forward you. to seeing uh more of your movement there in south carolina thank you so much you're listening you're listening to our common ground and we've been having some technical problems and i'm going to see for a minute we still have technical problems and um, for those of you who are in the chat room, sit tight. For those of you who are on our board, do nothing. Just sit there. And we're going to take your calls uh, after we try to fix what's going on here. While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night, that's when I'm going to stand up, take my
miles to freedom? Would you like to pick a new name to mark your freedom? Paratum. You're listening to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Stay tuned and we'll be right back with more Transforming Truth to Power, one broadcast at a time. How do you wake up the entire African-American community to the hidden issue of mental health? It showed up in my life through one of my best friends. And we've been friends for over 30 years. One story at a time. If we would have known earlier, you know, we would have been more, much more supportive with her. Once I reached out to my sister, it got a little better. Once I told my mother, it got a little better. The more I talked about it, I felt it coming off. The healing is in me, and the healing in the journey can also be extended to others. It's our community and our mental health. Giving voice to what you're feeling is part of the healing. If you're strong enough to just open your mouth, that's all it takes. And the most revolutionary and healing thing that black people can do right now is to love one another. It's time to share ourselves. Healing starts with us. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and the Stay Strong Foundation. Because our society is only as strong as all its individuals. The United Negro College Fund has helped educate thousands of doctors and researchers, but we need more. Thousands of architects and engineers, but we need more. Thousands of teachers and biologists, but we need more. And when disease, injustice, pollution, poverty, and countless other problems threaten to pull us apart, we had better educate every single person who has the potential to solve our problems. And to educate more people, we need more of your help. Give to the United Negro College Fund. With so much at stake, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. I'm all about that Obama says we're not going to have boots on the ground, but now you got over a thousand soldiers. You know why there's going to be more? Because they're going to start killing some of those that we've already pulled there now. Because if you can't get 30,000 Shiites to stand their ground and they're fully armed, against a thousand Sunnis, and they drop their weapons, drop their uniforms, drop their draws and run, what have you got? Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass. The Alpha Show. The Alpha Show. Fridays, 10 p.m. Just damn. Advanced political pushback. Talk radio on TruthWorks Network. Three Friday. He's all about politics. 10 p.m. Truth works <laughs> Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Malcolm X, David Walker, Jeremiah Wright, the women as well, Fannie Lou Hamer, Ella Baker, Queen Audley Mother Moore, Septima Clark, Daisy Bates, these women were revolutionary lionesses in their hearts. They were 
They would eat you to, they would destroy you in terms of you being an obstructionist to black people. These women trained a little boy named Martin Luther King. Septima Clark, I think it was, or Daisy Bates took King to the uh, Highlander Folk, uh, Folk School, sorry, in Tennessee, when King was a very young guy. These women had already been trained in these tactics. So I'm trying to get you to understand. Black people, when we were brought here as slaves, we were not expected to survive. And lucky for them, we did. Because if we were not here, America would be dead already right now because white America ain't got nothing left to offer it but negativity, violence. And now back to Our Common Ground. I'm telling you, Dr. Taylor was bringing it at our common ground. I love when he says, and it's Graham. Okay. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, We are glad to be back. Uh, We do have a couple of announcements to make before we go to our phones. Uh, One is that we are recommending that if you're going to join us in June, for our June U.S. Reparations Special Series. You must read From Here to Equality, Reparations for Black Americans in the 21st Century by Drs. William Sandy Darity, who is an Our Common Ground voice for many, many years, and Dr. A. Kristen Mullen, his wife. The book is From Here to Equality, Reparations for Black Americans in the 21st Century. You can find all kinds of references on our website at ourcommonground.com as to how to buy this book without buying it at Amazon. Uh, And we hope that you will prepare yourself for a very serious, series of conversations and discussions with Dr. Darity and Dr. Mullen, with Dr. uh, Derek Hamilton, with Dr. Ron Daniels, an examination of the Congressional Black Caucus on their activities, their work, their response, H.R. 40, which is sitting on the docket at the U.S. House of Representatives. We will also be calling on INCOBRA, an organization that I was a member for many years, uh, to talk about their analysis. And it is going to be serious up in here at our common ground because we have to speak some black truth about reparations and the debt that is owed. So when you see my marketing stuff, which is slavery to emancipation, what is owed? 
And emancipation didn't stop when you think emancipation started, stopped. Emancipation has yet to come in my mind. So we hope you'll join us for the whole month of June in those discussions. And Alpha's been out fishing, but he's he'll be back on Friday night at 10 p.m. Um, on TruthWorks Network with the Alpha Show. And we're going to go to our phones. 470, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Hold you're on. quite welcome. And how are you? I'm good. I know you recognize my voice. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, let's talk. Okay, let's talk. Nav. Navictor. From Let's Talk. Way back Oh, in my the day. goodness. <laughs> Alpha, look who's on here. <laughs> Hi, Alpha. <laughs> Alpha, look. The girl done reinvented herself. How are you? I'm good. Haven't heard no, from you in ages. Haven't heard ages. from you in ages. Ages, but you know I came to bring you and Alpha over to Clubhouse. <laughs> oh you, God, I don't. You have, need you know to what? be there. <laughs> I know, but but here here's the problem. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be in another place. I need to be working on our common ground, uh, this black truth sanctuary, because uh, it's falling apart. Um, because I'm competing with so many podcasts. I believe in live, and I don't believe your Nav, you, you know I, you don't want me coming on YouTube. No, even when I was working on a radio station, I would show up and look like I just fell out a tree or something. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not visual. It's it's um. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Why do but we your why, voice over there? Why why do you why do you think we need to be at on the clubhouse? Because Always you speak something. truth. You speak truth and it's a lot of our people on there and the knowledge that you're providing, they need it. Even the gentleman, Mr. Malik, uh he needs to be out there too. <laughs> you know. Okay, and so it's also he, set up where if he needed to to uh get funding, they have uh-huh. you know, once you in they have a little thing there where people can give money to uh-huh. um you know, to hit, once he's on there they can give money okay. to him. We're we're to gonna him. have to have we're going to have to have an off-air conversation yeah, we about to. getting on Clubhouse, you know. I have my numbers because because it's invitation only, you know that. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it right right now. Um, All right. <laughs> but uh, it's good to hear from you. It really is. We have missed you. Um, I miss you guys, too. And you need to come on here more. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that's, that is so important is that we we really do need to have people working at the local level. I mean, 
how many people are going into um, into uh, public housing developments and mm-hmm. helping people understand what we're talking about when we talk about defund the police, what we're talking mm-hmm. about when we're talking about H.R. 1 and voter mm-hmm. suppression. Because many of those people say, hey, I go vote. They don't understand how yeah. the, the system is being rigged. They don't understand mm-hmm. the larger picture and how it affects them. They don't understand that they had a secretary of HUD who was Ben Carson. I hate to even say mm-hmm. the name. Um, who was lobbying to cut the HUD budget. That's unheard of for a a cabinet member looking to cut their budget, you know. So tonight, you know, I'm just thinking and and talking with uh, Brother Ali that we've got to have many more of them. Then we've got Mm -hmm. to have people like me like Kevin Gray, and that's another person, Malik, if you're still with us. Kevin Gray is the king of organizing in South Carolina. Find him. Get his help. So, uh, you know, we've got to do that. But, Nam, I'm going to call you off off air, and you can talk talk to me some more about Clubhouse and, you know, because – I'm finding that I'm losing my patience and tolerance. I'm I'm doing things with people and interacting with people that in a different way than I have because I don't have much time for this. Mm -hmm. Um, In less than 10 years, I'm going to be 80 years old. Mm-hmm. I am not mm-hmm. going to be like Chuck Grassley, talking mm-hmm. out my ass and taking dementia p- 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 uh, pills at the same time. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but it was so good to, <laughs> to talk with you. You too, Janice. Love all of you guys. I miss you guys so much. <laughs> we loving you back. Alpha, that was Nav. We haven't heard from Nav since. Forever. Seven seven three, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call. Seven seven three. Who was that again? That, and the are. Oh, Alpha. Okay. What? How you doing? How is the fishing? Um, the fish wasn't biting. I wasn't going out there. My son, my son is a fisherman. My son is a fisherman. Look, Dennis. Well, every every time you, know, you take a break, every time you take a break from radio, I always tell people you went fishing. I know, I know, and I'm glad oh, yeah. you tell them that. Cause they think I'm doing something, <laughs> and I ain't doing a damn thing but chasing out the great grandbabies. I had like five of them out of five out of twenty-seven. I had here. Uh, Jesus. And they they were just here on a layover. And they, then they were moved on to Texas, and they're coming back through on their way back home. So they'll be back through here sometime next week. 
Alpha, I have some stuff to talk to you about. But what'd you call to me, talk to me about? Uh, your your first guest, Malik. Malik Ali, and his organization Malik. is Justice, Wealth, and Health. Malik Ali, Justice, Wealth, and Health. Um, and while all the while I hear you all talking. Y'all mentioned the 1619 Project. You mentioned so many different topics that we as black people are, I won't say ignoring, I won't say missing, but we are just not giving them the same level of uh, let me call it. We're not we're not investing the time. When I say we're not investing the time, I heard Brother Malik mention Roland Martin, and he mentioned a lot of the. He was said he was with the National Action Network, mm-hmm. and instead of striking and instead of striking out on his own like he's done, and he's got health, wealth, and everyone. These should be created by the black uh, concerned moneyed individuals and push them out as think tanks, separate think tanks with one job, one duty. If you notice, if you notice one thing uh, on the other side over there, they have. Um, so many think tanks. And you know, we have black tanks, think tanks, right? You know we have black think tanks, right? I know we have black think tanks. They're, like, so quiet, so um, uh, invisible. But there mm-hmm. is a great need. There is a great need for all of them to come together and get it together. And because one, everybody's striking out on their own, are being swallowed up by the number of things that we need to address. And as as long as this is what's happening, we will continue to have what we have right now. Uh, Black Lives Matter seems to be fading, but they're not fading. There's just no uh, leader that you can point at and say, where are you at? What are you doing? Black Lives Matter has a way of swelling up when the unacceptable violence against black people, when policemen don't understand what de-escalation is, but they'll de-escalate was a white person in a minute, and they shoot and kill us. We need think tanks that basically uh, think, and using that thought, apply apply it. You know, uh, Claude Anderson got a think tank. What does he do? Yep. Yep. I mean. Well, well, part of 
I mean, there's a there's um, part of it is that most think tanks are tapped in by into by organizations and not by the general public. Um, think tanks provide statistical assessments and analysis, databases. Those are the things that think tanks do. Uh, they publish papers. They they do a lot of publication, and organizations use that information as a way of informing their constituency. But Alpha, my my point about all of this is that. We have so many organizations that essentially do not understand their constituency. They, that their constituency is so large that it's difficult to identify specific problems. You know, one of the things that all of the uh, groups having to do with, for instance, H.R. Uh, 40. And I, I made this argument with Encobra years ago. I made this argument with uh, 21st Century as well, is that wealth inequality and inequity, accumulation of wealth, loss of wealth, happens differently in different parts of this country. And that there had to be some kind of concerted and targeted effort to look at where the greatest losses, the greatest inequities are, and and that's in the Deep South. Because it happened... It happened... The, the forces that created happened differently. Um, you know, and the other concern that I have, I, I haven't seen anything think the black, um, the, the, the think tank that I use mostly. I mean, Julia and Nathan Hare had a, a black think tank that started in the 19, early 1960s. But I haven't seen anyone in the in a black think tank who's really trying to do it demographically. You know, so I I, I agree with you. They could do more. They could do uh, think tanks can provide information. For instance, for Malik Ali's organization, if they want to do historical. But I mean, but you can't. Capacity is very important. Thank you for stopping that noise. But what is more important is that, I mean, there are five people that I can identify by name who are organizers and mobilizers of people in public housing and who have Section 8 relationships with their landlords in Boston. 
So when Ayanna Presley or Markey or any any of the congressional delegation from from Massachusetts needs information, needs some consult, they know who to go to. And it's the same thing about black health inequities. And we need to do that all over this country locally. Because one of the things, you know, this is a thing that worries me. It worries me all the time. Is that we have black people who depend on black people to train them, educate them, um, inspire them. And we need to have poor and black people who can say, that's my person, that's my organization. Those people are working for me around what happens in my school district, what happens with, with, my, with my children in the, in the local playground, in the, in the local school. And we don't have that. We don't have that anymore. Part of it has to do with gentrification. Part of it has to do with the disbursement of black people. But there are still communities, especially in places like North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, that do continue to have contiguous black communities. Did I overstep what you was talking about? I apologize. Basically, yes. Basically, yes. <laughs> so, I have a question for you, disparity. though. Okay, first, mm-hmm. the wealth disparities that we mm-hmm. continue to speak of, those are the things that do not allow black think tanks to form as readily as you see White think tanks. Funding. Yeah, because they don't have the funding. They don't have the funding. Because mm-hmm. we, we don't have the funding. And mm-hmm. despite not having the funding, I'm simply saying this. That's what's needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is that we have to also, and here's some black truth, that many of the black think tanks, that have been developed. I mean, Ron Walters had a had a political black think tank that when he was at Howard University, he made sure that the university funded um, Skip, what's his name? I'm just can't get the name. Um, it doesn't come to me quite clearly right now. Um, that he made sure Howard University was funding that think tank, and that was back in the 80s and the 90s. But here's some black truth for you, Alpha. You want some black truth? Uh, I have a habit of giving you black truth. We have black people who everybody wants to be a star, so, well, who, uh, who do you, you know, know that don't want to be a star? 
I know. Everybody I wants to be a star. I, I think it ain't but one person don't want to be a star that I know of. Who that person? Me. Oh. <laughs> no, you Me, don't want to be give, a star. I could give two tips and a holler to whether or not a star will be born here. It will mm-hmm. not. And that's why I used to say, I use all of this to say, black people are in trouble and we've been in trouble for centuries. And it's going to, just like Dr. Taylor speaks of the amount of time it has taken us to progress. We came out of, from slavery through Jim Crow through the Klan, through uh, all of the other things that burdened us as black people, to a president, and now we're experiencing the white lash and white nationalism that has come from a black president, to now we're closer than ever to losing the democracy that we all championed until one greedy, wealthy oligarch came in and began spewing Russia disinformation and basically being a useful idiot, an asset for Russia. All of this, this wave of white nationalism, once it covers America, we will not see a brighter day for a couple of centuries because it is based with murder. It is, look at the Israelis and what they're doing to the Palestinians. They don't give a damn. They just said, we're going to blow up this building that houses the press. Why? Because there's uh, Palestinian rockets coming from the building. Not one rocket has been fired from that building. And yet the United States continues to send billions of dollars to Israel. And tell me something. When they brought down the towers in New York, what did we do? We sent forces to Afghanistan and tied us up in a 20-year war. We didn't go after the people who housed the terrorists. We went after the people where they were training terrorists. If Russia is not training these hackers, these computer hackers, but they're just allowing them to operate from their countries, What's the difference between Russia and Afghanistan? Yeah. You start working with enough uh, sanctions to destroy their economy as punishment for what they've done to this pipeline, and not just to this pipeline, to the health organizations that they put this uh, ransomware on, paid them millions and millions of dollars, Make it cost Russia millions and millions of dollars. 
And see, uh, the Democratic Party, and these especially black people in the Democratic Party, must assign the blame to the Republican Party for doing the bidding of Russia. They are doing Russia's bidding by breaking up America and the democracy that's only been around for, what, three, four hundred years? Yeah. And that's what the problem is. That's why you can get okay. white congressmen sitting around talking about, we, 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 there was no insurgents there. That was a, that was a picnic. That was a, a tourist attraction. They were just strolling through the Capitol. Every yeah. one of them yeah. picked out. Every one of them has violated their oath of office, and they should be well, treated like that. I agree. Alpha, I'm going to have to put you on mute and take some other calls, but I have a question for you. I hope I can get to it before we close tonight because I want to hear your um, – I want to get your response about it. I'm going to put you on those are good points that you made. 267, you're on the air. Thank you for your call. Hello, hi. How are you? I'm good. Okay, this is the first time that I actually called in your call, and I just actually um, called in, so I'm not really sure um, exactly what the topic is. Um, I just basically was just hearing the, the gentleman that was speaking um, he was kind of pretty much talking about the Republicans and democracy and things of that nature. Um, again, I don't know what the topic was, but I just wanted to say this. I think that, unfortunately, a lot of our people, we are not we are not paying attention to what's going on, and we're getting caught up with religion and politics. You know, a lot of the things that are coming, that, that are being detrimental to us is coming through politics. And when we talk about, for example, when we talk about everything that's going on, when we talk about the border and how many uh, immigrants are just coming through the border, illegal individuals that's coming through our border and coming to our country, you know, a lot of our people think that it's okay. No, we we should be very adamant in going against that because at the end of the day, we are the majority of the minority here. And if we don't understand that these people are coming into the country, it will definitely affect us as individuals. Um, they are basically having us stay in our homes, um, trying to enforce all these book um, nonsense laws on us, the mask and mask mandates, and just have us all over the place. In the meantime, we have all these immigrants coming in that are being um, educated, and they're going to be offered cheap labor, which puts us as people of color for the most part more at a disadvantage because you're already at a disadvantage. And I think our people need to address and focus these things. And, you know, when we start talking about politics and we start talking about democratics and... and, and um, but but, um, but let, me, let, me, let, me, let me stop you. Let me, let me stop okay. you for a minute. Uh, the political process really is the process in which immigration policy and law is set. I think that one of the things that we have to think about while we, you know, we can't uh, think about 
immigration issues without thinking about foreign affairs and international uh, affairs policies. All of that, but at the end of the day, those policies put in place. His policies put in place to handle all of that prior to Biden getting into office. So he broke those things, and now our, our borders are being flooded. And it's directly going to affect them. Why any people of color do not understand that or recognize that. I don't care if you are a Republican or Democratic or, you know, neutral. But, but that you, say that, you say that uh, the surgeons the surge of immigrants coming into this country is going to take jobs away from... When you say surgeons, I don't know what you mean by surgeons. What I'm saying is the fact that you allow illegal people to come in illegally. We are already dealing with the pandemic. Let's just stick with the facts. I'm, I'm not emotional about this. If we look at the facts, we deal with the country, in our country, we have a pandemic, right? So many, so many states have been shut down. People have lost their jobs. People have lost their businesses. People, workloads have been reduced. It's, it's, it has affected America collectively all the way across the board. You allowing immigrants to come in illegally. Half of them has work visas that has a position where they can take lower pay. They can get paid lower from these companies. Ma'am, ma'am, let's, let's so, deal with the facts. Let's deal with the facts. Uh, that is the fact. No, that is that not is the, the fact. fact. The okay, fact well, is that, that an illegal that. immigrant cannot come into this country without illegally. Uh, it, it, it First of all, okay, illegally. Okay, you said something about the fact. So when people come across the border now, the people that have been coming across the border for the past three weeks, let's just stick with the facts, like you said, for the past three weeks. Which ones are you talking are about? Which ones are you talking talking about? People coming across the... We're talking about illegal immigrants. uh Uh-huh. We're talking about illegal immigrants. illegal immigrants. That we know about. about. You're talking about that we know about now. We are allowing immigrants to come into the country, and they are part of our immigration and border... Control management system. Are they coming across illegally? That's my question. If they come into into the jurisdiction and they are stopped by the federal government, they are no longer illegal. So So what are they classified as? If you they are illegal, no longer illegal. So you're not illegal. So okay, okay. That's, we can play okay. a word game. I'm, I'm, word I'm, I'm just illegal. telling you. I'm just telling you. Okay. They this don't is, come uh, into I'm, the country. They come into detention. Oh, okay. And then they are released to the public to work and are when they are processed. When yes, they are is. processed, they are they are they are getting stimulus packages. Okay, you what are against which immigrants no, are we talking? Which which border here. are we talking about? Which border okay, are we talking just, about? Let me just say this to you: I'm against anything that is going to help undermine and suppress my people, and and it's being strategically done. That's what I am against. And well, what you're going to have to do is establish to what extent. I don't have to establish. Anything. It's a fact. 
Oh, yeah, no, it's your fact. Okay. No, okay. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. I hear what you say. I understand that there are people. I can give you facts. Well, well, what you need, what what you need to do is to talk to the fact. I mean, this is a talk show. I call to express my opinion. You know, if you don't want to respect it, that's okay. It's not a problem. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm it's, asking it's, you. It's okay for, first of all, I ask you. I'm, I'm asking you what what immigrants are we talking about? I'm talking about immigrants or anybody that crossed that border illegally. And because are you of what talking Joe about, Biden put, are you talking about those what, that come finish, are you, because of what Joe Biden put into effect that allows when he literally put into effect in office a legal document, you understand they can be researched and fact checked that they are allowing X amount of immigrants here illegally, meaning they don't have to go through no process. You come here if you you're being allowed, it can't be if you if you if you're if you're being allowed to come into the country, you have been processed and you are no longer illegal. They're not, how, how, how are they processing them? They're not even processing them. That's the thing I'm saying to you. They're letting them okay, come you're not talking agreement. facts. This, no, we're talking not talking facts. about Im- it's, 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 yeah. No, you're not. Saying. I got to go. Am. Thank you for your call. I Bye. I, 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 I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> Alpha. I'm coming back at you because um, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little afraid to come come in. I'm not going to even talk. About, I'm I'm not going to even respond anymore on the issue of you know there are some people who and they they just who who they are who don't understand the the nexus of why. Some immigrants are are clamoring at our borders, and while we can talk about the southern borders and people from South America, people from Mexico, um, we have to also talk about the borders of New York and Vermont and Maine and Rhode Island the Canadian border, how people, I mean, it's its bigger than what we got tonight. Alpha, I just want to ask you a question, and it really has to do, what is that noise, Alpha? You do this to me all the time. What noise? Noise in your background. You got, I'm putting you on mute, or I'm taking you off of mute. Okay. Here's here's my question. The news has been filled all week about Liz Cheney being ousted from the Republican leadership. My question to you is, have you considered that, has anyone considered that this is all a rule to put her in in play for 2024? No. Okay. No, okay. I, and, I, and I say no. I, I'm just out there no thinking. She's, she's pissed off enough Republicans that she'll be in the wilderness forever. However, okay. let's, not, let's not dismiss her because the one thing she is standing up for 
is against Trump and the big lie. Listen, there's nothing that, Alpha, there's nothing that you could say to me that will make me a fan of Liz Cheney about anything. Well, I'm not a fan. I'm not speaking as a fan. I'm just basically going to the basics. She stood up against the big lie. She's hated on both sides, the side that I'm on and the Republican Donald Trump side, Okay. She's going nowhere. She's stuck in the middle. So okay. when you when she she's voted with Trump ninety three percent of the time. They replaced her with somebody that voted with Trump seventy eight percent of the time. How? Only because she voted to impeach his ass. Is she in the wilderness now? Kevin mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy is a spineless coward. And she knows it. And Donald Trump knows he's got Kevin McCarthy on his knees, along with Mitch McConnell, on their knees. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I, I was just considering a couple of hours yesterday that maybe people in the audience can join us in this conversation. We've only got a few minutes, but. I was I was wondering if she's just being put into play. Um, you know, you, you, she's not in the play. Her name okay. is Cheney. Her name is Cheney. Remember no, that. But that's what I'm saying. There is no way. There is no way that the people who fund the Republican National uh, Republican Committee is going to stand by and allow this catastrophe to continue. What are you talking about? They're done. They've allowed this catastrophe to take hold. But I'm seeing I'm seeing a tsunami of craziness coming for midterms in in 22. And I'm just not dismissing the power of um, the Trump crime syndicate here. You you keep talking about a Trump crime syndicate. I'm telling you right now, before 2022, Trump will be indicted and could very well be on his way to jail. You say he's not going. I say he is, just like you told me that he was going to win, and I was—I had no, no inkling that he was going to win. I told you right off the bat there was no way he could win, and he lost by over seven million votes, twice as much as he lost by. He gained ten million votes in the nationwide voting. But now with this suppression on the vote that is sweeping the country, I am saying to everyone, this is a clarion call. If we do not pass H.R. 1 and H.R. 4, it's checkmate. Yep. That's what I'm. That that's what exactly what I'm talking about. So, 
Listen, I don't know how. Alpha, I've only got a few minutes, and one of the things I want listeners to be thinking about is how critical HR1, HR4, and S1 is in this country, and you need to be making phone calls. You need to be making phone calls to make sure that the people that you vote for and the people that you don't vote for hear our voices on these matters. Alpha, I'm glad you're back in play. You're back in play. Um I'm um I'm I'm really worried about one of the issues that comes to mind is Biden's silence on specific notions about the George Floyd bill and we're still it's like a hanging chad this whole issue in question and people need to be paying attention to the whole debate about the filibuster we need to be flooding the red we need to be saying I'm black you are there because of us and we want HR1, we want HR4, and we want the filibuster to go away. Make it happen. So, so how do you how do you make Joe Manchin and Christian Cinema vote the way you want to? Well, that's Joe Biden's problem. Well, no, 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 no. You can't blame them for it. And Joe, Biden, Joe Manchin is not going to take a phone call from me. I got to go, Alpho. We can talk about this on the Alpho show on Friday night at 10 p.m. I want to thank everybody for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, the caller on immigration, um, there's nothing that we can do with facts or information because there is an ideology there that is set in stone and I'm simply not going to, when you have your mind made up uh, and and the mind is based upon misinformation, disinformation, um, we are praying for the people on the Gaza tonight. Um, the monstrous government led by Bibi Netanyahu has decided that Palestinians just have to go one way or the other. It is unfortunate. We hope that you have a good week. Uh, We hope that you'll buy um, From Here to Equality Reparations for Black Americans in the 21st century and read it. And we thank you uh, for your listenership. We still haven't made um, any final decisions about where we headed on this show. And this that question is really about our common ground and not about the Alpha Show or TruthWorks Network.
if you think about a topic or a person that you think that we ought to host, send us an email at info at ourcommonground.com. And I'm sure Alpha over on TruthWorks Network would also entertain your recommendations. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Thank you for joining us at Our Common Ground tonight. We appreciate your listenership and your support. Join us each Saturday, 10 p.m. A program note for your interest in the month of June 2021, Our Common Ground will host a series of discussion on the issue of reparations for descendants of the American chattel slavery system. Joining us will be Dr. William Sandy Darity, Dr. Derek Hamilton, Dr. Ron Daniels in COBRA, and additionally, we'll be examining the activities related H.R. 40 and the Congressional Black Caucus. We hope you'll join us. Thank you. 